Hey guys, this is Chris Bircher with Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. This is going to be episode 41, and as you know, last week I started trying to do um, shorter episodes because it just seems like 50 minutes is a lot uh, nowadays, and, uh, and um, you know, TED Talks are 20 minutes for a reason. It seems like that's the amount of time we have. Uh, I may not have mentioned this before, uh, and this is sort of just the check-in episode. It's episode 40. That seems like a pretty significant milestone. This year will be my wife's 40th birthday. 40 is a pretty big one, and so I'm going to treat this like it's a pretty big one. No material to discuss. It's uh, The title of this episode is just going to be the state of KEW, the state of knowledge plus experience equals wisdom, a little bit about what I've learned, a little bit about my plans. If for no other reason, just to let you know, what I'm doing, uh, where I've been, what I've learned, and uh, what the plans are for the future. So I appreciate you listening, and you may not be interested at all, and I can appreciate that too. Um, So one of the things I wanted to talk about first is I mentioned before, well, some accountability, some housekeeping accountability issues. One, I mentioned... uh, thinking about using TikTok, and I did try to get involved with TikTok, and what I found out is I'm just too old for TikTok. And I'm not saying that in a way that, you know, I'm, I'm 48, I'm not that old, um, but I am more of an analog. I've always been more of an analog versus a digital person. I'm not saying I resist technology. It's just I like the old stuff. I still like books, even though I read on my Kindle. Uh, I still like uh, manual transmission cars, even though I drive an automatic. Um, there are just, I long for simpler times. And TikTok to me just feels like something that I don't get. Uh, And really, more than that, actually, I've actually enjoyed TikTok. I enjoy seeing other people's TikToks. I just don't feel like I'm the kind of person that makes TikTok videos. Maybe that means I should, but for now, I'm going to decide to back off and just accept that my audience probably isn't there. Anyway, related to that, I'm starting to question the value of Facebook and Instagram. About the time when I got divorced, I gave up all social media. And uh, I can't say that it wasn't to my benefit. (laughs) And I've come back to social media because of the podcast, because I need some way besides my website to get my message out. I mean, and what's that all about? It's not like I'm trying to get rich and it's not like I'm trying to grow followers. I'm not obsessed with that. I enjoy doing this and I'm going to do it anyway. But I just, I'm starting to understand that there are people out there like me especially younger people younger than me who may benefit from some of the experiences that I've had or find some encouragement or or something um, to help them believe in themselves or change, feel different or, or just just have some um, um, some validation for their thoughts and uh, I think it's important and other people have told me it's important uh, and I'm gonna keep doing it but part of that which is kind of weird is I, I want to reach those people if there's somebody out there that really, could benefit from or just enjoy uh, listening to what I'm doing, how do I get that to them? So I can't just post, you know, sit in a box and talk to myself. Nobody's ever going to hear that. It's a weird thing for me. Um, like I said, when I made beer, I just sort of said, hey, I make beer. I think it's pretty good. If you want to try it, that's awesome. If you don't, that's awesome. And you know what? It didn't do a whole lot for my business. <laughs> and in my marketing and solicitation episode, you learned about sort of my aversion to trying to convince someone to buy something that I'm selling. So this is the thing that I've got to learn to do. It's been suggested to me that, one, you know, Facebook's changed a lot in the 10 years since I've used it, and I'm tired of spending money. You didn't used to have to spend money. Your Facebook stuff was seen, just like it is on TikTok now, which is kind of why I wanted to go to TikTok, because their algorithm is different. The YouTube algorithm seems to be pretty interesting. My stuff shows up um, and sort of the... 
the SEO words help. So if you're watching videos about personal growth, mine might show up. Uh, that's not the tr- true with Facebook. And then Instagram, it's just, it's not enough. You know, I'm... I'm putting out meaty stuff. Maybe it's not meaty in the in the value sense, but it's but it's deeper and it's hard to ingest in 30 seconds. And I just ha- I haven't I'm on the fence about whether or not Facebook and Instagram are, are worthy. But then what else do you do? Well, what I've what I've what's been suggested to me are a couple things I tried in the past are LinkedIn because now LinkedIn's like Facebook, which is crazy because I haven't done that in a long time because I haven't had a career. But I'm looking into that because it might have more users that are looking for this kind of stuff, more so than Facebook, who's just got seemingly everybody over 30. It seemed like a good one. Or Instagram, which I don't think people are using those tools to find things like this. And then secondarily, Medium, which is the sort of um, free publishing site for stories. And And I did a little bit of that before. And again, now that algorithm has changed and enough time has passed. So anyway, I'm giving up on TikTok for the most part. I'm on the fence about Facebook and Instagram, but don't worry, you'll still find me there. And I'm going to start experimenting with LinkedIn and Medium to do a little bit more written stuff and a little bit more brevity, (laughs) more digestible products. And that's sort of another exploration of mine and something, another goal for you to hold me accountable for is taking some of my former podcasts, looking at the development of the ideas from prior to me making the podcast to listening to the podcast back to how I've changed since I recorded it and put those into more digestible, short, inexpensive eBooks because that'll help me formalize the idea into a more digestible product. I get that my 50-minute pontification lectures are really not the best package to deliver this to the world. And I'm, and I'm going to continue to explore uh, to find something that might fit a little better. The most interesting about all this stuff with uh, eight or nine months and 40 episodes worth of data is it's there's no pattern about whether or not people want to listen to podcasts or listen to YouTube videos. Some YouTube videos have more listens and views. Some podcast episodes have more, and it, and it changes. Overall, I'd say there's a grand total is higher for podcasts than it is for YouTube, but not by much. What really surprised me is I have more subscribers or followers or whatever on my blog, my webpage, where I house everything. So there's tons more people that are coming in more organically from Google searches or other WordPress searches or whatever happens in, in WordPress or on Google that doesn't happen in um, pod, the podcast world. Either that or I'm getting bad data because I'm not really sure if Buzzsprout, who hosts my podcast episode, is gathering all the data from all the different podcast apps and then presenting that to me. Or these are just you know some other me. I don't know if those numbers are accurate. I know the YouTube numbers are pretty accurate because it's just YouTube. But I just found that amazing. I really thought that Facebook marketing was going to be the biggest driver of traffic, and it doesn't seem that that's the the truth. And I'm still exploring, and and I would really love for one of you guys to help me out. It would be awesome. Maybe I should do a poll um, of how you discovered the site. But I don't think me paying Facebook to get this in front of you is the most effective way. And if you had asked me five years ago, I would have probably guessed that Organic discovery and word of mouth are probably the the most meaningful tools a person can use. It's just that those are slower. And, you know, if I really think about the most valuable things that I've discovered or stumbled across in my life, have been serendipitous, accidental, and organic. 
Mandy Napier, who I is second in my series of interviews, randomly found her on the internet because she wrote a cool article about curiosity, interviewed her. Now I'm using her as a, as a mindset coach um, because we really clicked. Totally serendipitous. Some of my favorite books in the world, the, the teachings of Don Juan, A Yaki Way of Knowledge, Journey Dixon, Separate Reality, all the books written by Carlos Castaneda about the Toltec um, peoples of Mexico. I can't, for the life of me, tell you where I was inspired to read those books. I think I just grabbed one off the shelf at the library. Bluegrass and David Grisman, the music I listened to, you know, it was introduced to me from a different, you know, randomly. And I, however it happened, we found each other at some of the most meaningful parts of my life. You know, it's not like I saw a commercial on TV and I said, man, Aquafresh, that sounds like the toothpaste for me. And then I've been a loyal Aquafresh. I, I, I just sort of believe in organic pathways. And, and, and I, like I said before, like in my marketing and solicitation episode, I don't like being told that I'm supposed to do something or being made to feel stupid for not understanding something. One of my, <laughs> I've said this before, one of my least favorite things in the world is when the Schwann's meat guy stops by my house and, you know, it acts like he's making my day because at five o'clock he's got cheap steaks for me. And it's like, you know, I just want to be like, you know what I do when I want a steak? I go to the grocery store and I buy a steak. This is messed up. I'm not into this. It, it makes me feel um, violated. That's just me. But I know there's other people out there that are like that. I want people to discover this. My problem is, I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm a little impatient. I'm happy for everybody who's ever viewed or watched any of these things. But it would be cool to sort of become a part of that network. And so that's the next thing I'm trying to do, which I realized with these interviews, which I got to give credit to DJ Doran, who sort of introduced me to this idea. One, that I'm, you know, what I'm doing is important. And I've heard that from several people. And that's so meaningful because sometimes it just seems like it isn't. Um, outside the fact that I would do this anyway, even if there was no internet. I mean, this is therapeutic to me. It really helps me think through ideas. I can take something from sort of just this, this, this undeveloped idea and in the process of maybe 20 minutes, hopefully, or 40 minutes, develop this into an idea that now can potentially be packaged into some more digestible product that I can share with people. Um, so that there's that. It's, it benefits me. I'm not going to stop. Um, but it would be really cool to be part of something. And at first, I kind of thought I would build that. Right, which is probably a little arrogant, but it's really more than anything just naive. Uh, because now I see, and I'm starting to learn th- from doing this, and I think this is the, the natural way of things, that there are other people out there doing the same thing. And maybe if I can interview one of those people and we can develop a relationship that way, because you really can bond and become friends over Zoom. I, it's happened to me. I didn't really know that I believed that. Or, or it can be forced and it can be arranged and some people just aren't into that. And some people do so many interviews that it, you're just going to be a number. Um, but so far, I've been pretty inspired. And so I'm just going to email, reach out to everybody that I'm interested in. And some of them are going to respond positively and some of them I'll end up interviewing. And hopefully that will help me become a part of the network that already exists. And I think that's a better way of looking at this. And so one of my goals for the next year is to is to just be more present. And it and it and it's cool. What they say about podcasting is true. It just takes time. One of the biggest things that I've noticed happen is 
<laughs> if you, it, it, many of you have probably done this. If you haven't, and I'm not embarrassed about it, it's a thing. I have done the ego Google thing where I Google my name just to see what's out there on the internet about myself. And it used to be stuff about the brewery, stuff about my former academic career, a couple of things I published on Huffington Post, my ebook that I that I have taken since taken down uh, about owning a brewery. But all of a sudden, over probably at like six months in, now my podcast comes up. First, it was just sort of my website, www.chrisbridger.com. That would show up, you know, fourth or fifth on the Google list. And now that's moved all the way to the top and a couple of links to my web page before all these other things that are still there. And really, even other things, like if I search my name, I'll see like a, a link to an Apple, Apple podcast um, link with you know, that hosts the show. So that's pretty neat how Google works like that. Uh, and I've really gotten better at SEO and, and making sure that I add keywords to all of my posts so that people searching for other things. And, and that just sort of has integrated me into the system that already exists. It's not like I invented the internet, Al Gore, and <laughs> sort of said, I'm going to make this thing up, which, it, I, you know, naively, I guess that's kind of what I thought, that I was going to build the community one by one, you know, around me. And, and, and anyway, not in like an arrogant or, you know, but maybe an ethnocentric perspective. I just didn't know what I didn't know. And so that shift is pretty, pretty fundamental. So what you can expect over the next year is hopefully a flashback reminder episode on Monday, a preview episode on Wednesday, and then a full episode on Friday of about 20 minutes in length, more digestible. And then somewhere interspersed, approximately every two to three weeks, maybe every month, um, instead of your regular Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom pontification episode, uh, I'll do one of my curiosity interviews. And we'll see how that goes. Assuming it all depends on the rate at which I can line them up. I've released one. I got one ready to go. I've got another one that I'm waiting on to edit. Uh, I'm doing another one tomorrow. So it's rolling. And I've got tons of emails out. Um, uh, probably a couple of other people that have given me maybes. Maybe I can get them in the pipeline. A whole bunch of people that haven't responded at all, and I understand that. I'm, I'm reaching out to some pretty big names that don't have time for something like this, especially if they go, well, how many followers does he have? And, oh, 20? <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> Which is great, but some people have said yes. David freaking McCraney has said yes. And I have him, um, hopefully, that one's interesting, and I can't wait for you to, I cannot wait for you to see it, because I said, like, 20 words. You just get to hear this man's genius. If for no other re- even if you're not interested at all in the material that he has to talk about, it was amazing to, to, to listen to him talk. But it was a weird situation, and I didn't get a copy of the recording afterwards. I don't know if I did it wrong, but there was not... Recording. How disappointing is that, right? But rather than let me be disappointed, I thought, well, maybe he recorded it. I mean, this is what he does. Sure enough, he did. So it's just a matter of him finding the time and his crazy busy schedule to post this big chunk of data somewhere that I can download it and, then, and that'll come. So anyway, that was pretty fun. And then Mandy Napier, I mean, just just an unbelievable person that I had no idea about. I did a Google search. I said, you know, I'm, I'm doing, this is how I'm finding my interviews. Because I got some advice by one of my best buddies uh, who I planned to interview, but got to find the time. He said, you know, you're probably going to get more out of this if you don't interview your friends. As I'm interviewing, you know, telling him I want to interview him. It's like, what you need to do is just find people you've never met before. He's like, those that's going to be amazing. 
Well, it's going to go one way or the other. It's going to be really amazing or super awkward, and then you can just can it. But that's what happened with Mandy. I just sort of said, hey, she wrote this cool article. She does, like, self-help stuff. Uh, She's a freaking mindset alchemist. I mean, that sounds really cool. She's in Australia. That's even cooler. She's a woman. That's even cooler. Uh, And reached out to her and, yeah, really uh, happy to have met her. And if you think about the process of all that happening, it's pretty freaking random. (laughs) Way more analog than digital, right? Way less of an arranged marriage and a roll, more a roll of the dice. And so I'm going to keep keep that up. So that's what you have to look forward to. Uh, this is the 41, 40, 41st time I've sat down and recorded something, I think. Well, it's episode 41 anyway. It's sometime in February 2021. Things are getting better. Oh, last thing. Uh, I guess I, I mentioned this when I talked about my daughter going to college. I just got the second COVID vaccination. So that's another thing. I've been sort of weird the last couple of days. Uh, I didn't have any real symptoms. Um, like some people have talked about, like my wife had it and she had sort of flu-like symptoms for a couple of days. I felt a little dizzy, which really to me was kind of cool. I mean, I felt a little buzzed, uh, which was fun. But the problem for me was for about two days, I, I really couldn't focus. Like I had some mental mud going on. Like I just felt like it was a struggle. And uh, the thought of sitting down and talking and, and things like this just, you know. And then just a, sometime this morning after about 24 hours, 36 hours of that, it got better. So I appreciate your time. I'm going to go edit these uh, and get, uh, get them up quick. So you can listen to him. I appreciate it. This has been Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, Episode 41, The State of the Podcast, February 2020. I'm Chris Bircher, www.chrisbircher.com. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys.